I can I can say I'm doing good, much better than I have been doing, um, which is which is good, and I'm grateful for that. So yeah, yeah, that's what's up. I'm doing good. I'm I'm actually having a wonderful day today. Ready to wind down though. Let's to be clear. It's Let, let's it's to Friday. Be clear. To be clear, it is Friday. Okay? It is Friday. Praise the Lord. And oh, um, Lord. I am ready. To- yes. To relax and unwind and rest, okay? Yes. 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 No, that that sounds good. I definitely I got off work. I took a I worked a half a day today and um definitely came home and climbed my happy tail into the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was tired and exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um so what's going on? I feel like okay, so we need to, I guess. Talk about the fact that we skipped a week. Show did. We really did skip a week. And um, I think both of us, was, we just were busy with work. And we, we both work full time. School over here, family, personal life, dating, you know, all those things. I'm not dating. Jasmine be dating. I'm not dating. But I'm, I'm a home married over here. Happily married, might I add. However... But we just had a lot going on, and we just made a decision that we're going to rest. I tell, I talk to a lot of people about rest and resting in, like, the Lord and entering into his rest. And we made a executive decision that we were going to take take a week off, and it did me right. I'm not going to lie. It, it was great um, to just honor how we felt and honor the fact that we didn't have the capacity to pour um, at that moment when it was time to record and we just, we skipped a week and, you know, it's great. We missed you guys. Glad to be back. Glad to be here. Yeah. No, you talk about um, literally rest and I feel like you talk about it from more so from a spiritual standpoint and I do too, but I was thinking to myself when I needed to rest, it was emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. um, because we do pour a lot in our jobs and our families on our friends. Like we pour constantly and we call, we always talk about rest and teaching people to do stuff. But one of the greatest teachers or the ways that I found to teach people is to model the behavior. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that I have really begin to cling to over the last, I don't know, probably the last year and a half is literally modeling the behavior and making sure that I'm not just teaching and preaching and talking about rest, but I'm actually living that out before people. Um, because I think that some people don't fully understand what it means to have the capacity to rest or what it means to take time to rest. And so they're only going to learn as they see you setting those boundaries, as they see you saying no, as they say, see you modeling that behavior, modeling those actions, modeling those conversations before them. And so um, I think it was just beautiful that we were able to be in tune with Holy Spirit and literally listen to our bodies and listen to what we felt like 
we needed and to do that. And without shame or guilt, I think that was the beauty in it too. It was just kind of (laughs) like, yep, this is what we need. Um, And the crazy part is that like people haven't stopped listening. People haven't stopped reaching out to Mm -hmm. say like, yo, this episode blessed me. Hey, I'm just now catching up to this. Like even in our rest, people were still being blessed. God was still moving because it was God moving in the first place. It wasn't Jasmine and Jewel. Mm, It was literally us being containers um, in which the Lord was speaking through and and ministering to us. Like this is just as much as it is a blessing to y'all. Like this is good for us. And God is, God is intentional in that way. And so it's just amazing to step, step back. And, um, but I'm excited to be back. I don't know that week off. Um, and these last couple of weeks have been life in was our last episode and life has continued to life and life has continued to be trifling and life has continued to just do what life does. But, um, I feel a renewed sense of excitement. I feel a renewed sense of understanding of what this is and and how God is moving in us. Um, And even if we don't have all of the answers and we, we don't have all of the, the full vision um, I'm excited about what God has revealed to us and and that we're able to be back with y'all. So I want to talk about honor. It's come out. It's come up. Yeah. It's come up three times today since we have talked and we didn't talk about this y'all, but um, it's sticking out to me, honor, honor, honor. Mm. I was listening. So my church, we do prophetically speaking on Wednesday nights and we had, um, one of our brothers was speaking and, um, one of the last things that he said is that, um, God wants you to give attention to honor and to let go of your ego. And listen, I had already been slain out on the floor, um, sobbing like a little baby, um, in my daddy's lap, but when he got to that point, it was a sobering moment for me because in that moment, I recognized where I had missed the mark when it came to honor, where I had missed the mark, where it came to not honor, not only not honoring God, but not honoring the things that he had called me to steward um, and the things that he had called me to be. Um, And in that moment, I was like, oh, and when he said, let go of your ego, like some of y'all are focused so much on your ego and what you want and your desires and your ambitions Mm. and your, your wants and all of these things. And we should be taking those to Christ and we should be, you know, aware of what those are, but they should be also submitting to what God has said. They should be coming under submission to what God wants in his ways for our lives and all of those, our life and all of those things. And, um, Yeah, it just, it sobered me. You know how you just sometimes in like a moment and you just like, whoo, a lot is going on. And I I don't know what I'm thinking, but in that moment, something clicked for me um, about honor and what it truly means to honor. Yeah. So I think that that's something that he has a lot of people in process with right now. And it all comes down to like our identity in him. And that's only like step one is really knowing our identity in him and being able to like operate life from the lens of being a son and a daughter of his. We're able to then go to the next step of understanding our authority of him and him and understanding, you know, his lordship and his friendship. Like he wants to be our friend. Yeah. And I think right around that too, before we even get to that place of 
authority and we get to that place of identity, I think we have to get to the place of being loved, like literally being loved, because that is one of the key factors of being a son of God is knowing that you are loved. Because when you're loved right and you're loved properly and you understand or you accept that love, you do you do life differently. You navigate differently. Um, in a healthy love, you you show up differently. You speak differently. The encounter is completely different. The experience is different when it's from a place of genuine love. And so before you can even accept your, I, I guess that is a part of the identity, I guess, too, mm-hmm. is that you are loved and that you are loved with an everlasting love and you are loved and nothing can separate you from that love. And yeah. I know that these are scriptures that we say, but like when you've literally lived that out, like you've done the most trifling mess in your life, you've said the most ignorant things in your life, um, you've you've made some actions and some choices and some decisions that were like, Ooh, I don't know if I can come back from this, but to be met in the valley, um, literally of the shadow of death, to be met in the middle of your trifling mess with the love of God in the middle of that, like that shapes you. It transforms you. That That's what transforms us. We, you know, we talk about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, you're renewing your mind and God's love. His His word is, is a, a map to love. His word is a is the the evidence of love. You are the evidence of love. And so as you continue to renew yourself by reading his word, taking in his word, absorbing his word, believing his word, professing his word, literally you're being transformed by his love. But I think that that's one of the key factors in accepting your identity. And then once you have accepted the identity, you can then move forward into the authority. But it's a process. This is not, y'all be not dismayed. This is not an overnight process by any any means. This takes years sometimes because where we come from and what we've experienced, there's layers that have to be pulled back. There's, we're we're like, our lives are like onions. Onions. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. We're like onions. We literally, and the crazy part, when the, when the, when the onion, wow. When the onion gets cut, see You gotta tut the curkey, okay? You gotta tut the curkey. Um, Y'all can catch us another episode about that. But when the (laughs) onion gets cut, um, most people cry. Right. Because there are things that this is so good. There are fumes that are released and chemicals that have been in the onion that are released that cause a lot of people's um, eyes to burn. Right. Because the cutting is not comfortable. The cutting hurts. The cutting is is opening up something that that has been sealed or concealed for a minute. And so once you begin to open up the onion and you begin to release the things that are inside of the onion, it's going to cause your body to respond. And that's what a lot of us are going through. When we encounter the love of God, we are being literally um, cut open or we're being released. We're we're being cut open and, 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 and introduced, sorry, introduced to something that we've never encountered before. And it's good stuff, but it doesn't always feel good. Sometimes love feels like, oh, it doesn't feel like, like what we imagine love to be. Like when we talk about true love, or we talk about love and healthy relationships, sometimes it feels like, well, that person is always saying this to me, or that person is always calling me out, or that person is always, you know, bringing out this point and that point. And it's not that it's not even done in love. It's just that you're not used to that form of love. You're not used to accountability. You're not used to to somebody speaking truth to you. You're not used to someone saying like, 
narcissist, that's not right. Or no, bro, you, you wrong in that. Or I need you to check your heart or anything like that. And so love sometimes doesn't feel like the fantasy that Mm -hmm. we want it to be. Yeah. And what we've created and what we have shown in the world, a a lot of times in society and in church and in even, you know, just in workplace and everything, like we have this appearance of, you know, love is fuzzy, love is butterflies, but love is rainbows. It's all of these really good things, but the, the real authentic love, as Jazz is saying, like, that that's real. Like that is like, oh, my attitude was wrong. Oh, I probably need to call and apologize. Oh, oh, I shouldn't do that no more. Oh, oh, I hurt your feelings yesterday. Like you have to start having some accountability Yes. to who you are. And that's what the love of God does. Like when God sweeps in, it is, and it's a, it's an unconditional love. The love is unconditional, but it is a revealer. It's a mirror. I think we talked in one of the other episodes, even about the presence of God and entering into a place of his presence. And when you enter into his presence, you encounter his love. But there's, it's a mirror, it presents a mirror before where we not only see him, but we see us in that love. And I don't know, I'm getting off track here. I don't, I'm just off. No, you're good. Because the thing about a mirror is like, it doesn't hide the blemishes. It doesn't hide the scars. It, I mean, when you are sitting before a mirror, um, unless you're sitting before one of those uh, mirages, is that is that the correct term? Like a mirage, or a ri- well, yeah, these something. social media filters we got. But these listen, days. these filters be we bless the Lord. I've been using them, but I've been using them too. Some but of then, them, some people just be doing the most. I'd be like, now, nah, ma'am, you don't look right. that blurry. <laughs> I think we were. I think we were just talking about this yesterday. That like, <laughs> so <laughs> somebody had presented themselves in one way and then when you met them in person it was just like now sis um this ain't what oh, you yeah. like yeah, yeah. No, i and didn't so, recognize unrecognizable yeah <laughs> unrecognizable right but um sorry that that was just good can we talk so, about how we do how we do that though like in the yeah. body, like in the body of Christ, like we, it's like, it's given Jesse's sons. Like we, we present the best sons. We present the best things we, we present, we get the outside all shined up and looking right in the inside. That's what God really wants. And yep. that, that'd be a hot mess. Um, yeah. And we do that. And, and I think one of the biggest lessons that the Lord like took me through in the last year is like, Jewel, like, I don't want like what everybody taught you I wanted growing up. I didn't want the outside of you to look good. I didn't want, you know, your Sunday's best. I didn't want you to to dress it up on the outside for me. Like, I want your heart. I want me to be like number one in in your heart and 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 at the first part of your day all throughout your day before you lay your head to rest like i want intimacy and closeness with you and we but we dress it up and people think that they're in relationship with god because 
we're in a church building or a church service or we're serving every week or we're doing X, Y, Z. And God is like, no, like you doing a lot for me, but I don't even know you. I don't even know you. And so that's like one thing that like when you said that about like just what it looks like on the outside, like God is sick of what it looks like. Like he wants the real thing. He wants our hearts. He wants to not only have us accept him as our our savior and not just the the good parts about who he is, the, the good, pleasant qualities of who God is, but he wants us to accept all of him, the judge that he is, his love that, like we talked about earlier, doesn't feel good all the time. The correction, we've talked about that almost every episode, the correction of God, the the redirection of God, the times when he says, hey, daughter, I need you to pivot here. You're getting into something that I really didn't call you to pivot and and the obedience that needs to come with that like that's all wrapped up in his love it's all wrapped up in relationship with him it's all wrapped up in what he wants to really do in us not not what's on the outside i don't know if that lands no it it definitely lands and i'm thinking too as i was listening to you talk i'm like a lot of times we don't we brush past the scripture where it says if you abide in me and my word abide in you um, and, and God's call, I think it's in three different places in the Bible where he's literally asking us to abide, but we're so used to doing, but abiding is not a doing thing. It is being like, if you abide in something, if I abide, if I stay, if I sit in, if I nestle into something, if I delight myself in something, it is a, it is a reoccurring motion. It is a reoccurring thing. It's not something that stops and starts and, and picks it back up and lays it back down. It's a, it's a consistency when uh-huh. I think about abiding. And I think that like, we don't really talk about what it means to abide. We yeah. think that if we, like you said, we abide in service and we abide in praying for people and we abide in paying our offerings and our tithes and we abide in, okay, cool. Great. But how do you abide when you don't have a job? How do you abide when there is nobody to necessarily pray for, or nobody has reached out to you for, like, how do you abide with your savior? How do you abide with your Abba? How do you literally abide with the Holy Spirit when there's nothing to be done, but just you as a son? Listen, can I, can we talk about that? Because Mm -hmm. that is literally the journey that the Lord had me go through this last year is without the stage, without the microphone, without the platform, who are you daughter? Can you come away with me? Can you abandon these things? Can you abandon the validation that comes from the phone calls and the text messages? The the jewel, I, I need to glean from the wisdom of God that's within you. Can you abide and can you be a daughter without the validation that comes from those things. And, and I had, I had me a grand old identity crisis. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people, my fear, and it's sad that a lot of people that are, are getting their validation and they're getting their, their, their fill from the, the accolades and the applause of men and the approval of man, they're going to be in a rude awakening, in for a rude awakening if something were to happen and, and that thing that they've identified themselves with shifts, changes, ends, falls, whatever the case may be. And God is like, listen, 
daughters, sons, like, come away with me. Come sit with me. Come just be a daughter. I remember I was in a therapy session last year. Dopest therapist. Y'all know I be talking about her. She dope. She's amazing. She's spirit-filled. And, and yes. Um, but I remember I said something in the therapy session, and she was like, well, no, hold on a minute, because that's striving, that's striving. What you're describing there is striving. You're striving for to be, like in order to be, like you've taught yourself this. It's a spirit of like religion. It's it's a religious type of mindset that you've taught yourself that in order to be approved, in order to be chosen, in order to be validated by the Father, that you must do, that you must pour, that you must give, that you must do all of these things in order for him to be proud of you, in order for him to love you, in order for him to accept you. And that is not the case. God is like, you are mine. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before the foundations of the earth, I created you. I wrote a destiny for your life. I love you. I chose you. You don't have to strive for this. You don't have to work for this. You are mine and I love you. And that was so hard for me to accept. For so long, it was so hard for me to fathom that this God that created me, that had a plan and purpose for my life, that I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to break my back and abandon my family and do Come all on, of these somebody. things in order to be approved and in order to be pleasing to him. That was it. And when I got it, it changed everything. It changed everything. I would I would be in environments and I would be around people in conversation and I would be like, no, no, we're, we're not. I'm not going to. I'm Listen. not going to strive. I'm not going to work even in different things that like I know wholeheartedly that. The Lord has like placed visions and given us blueprints and shown us kind of where this thing is headed. And it's so exciting. It's so amazing. But even in these things, like I'm not striving. Mm -hmm. I'm done striving. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a daughter. I'm going to rest with my father. I'm going to rest with my Abba, right? I'm going to rest with my friend. I'm going to relinquish the control that Jewel has had my entire life. I'm going to relinquish this and let you do your thing. I'm going to do, I'm going to take action. I'm going to be obedient to what you're showing. I'm going to step out in faith and trust you, but I'm not going to strive for this. I'm not going to strive for your approval. I'm not going to strive for all of these things, I trust your sovereignty. I trust that that you have a plan for my life. I trust that the when the scripture says that the good, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, I know that that my life is yielded to you. The time that I spend in the secret place with you, I know that my steps are ordered by you. I know that when your word says that you'll give me the desires of my heart if I delight myself in you, that 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 means that when these thoughts and these desires and these dreams are showing up and I know that I'm delighting with you, I know I'm walking with you, I'm abiding with you throughout the day, I'm spending time in your word, I am yielded, I'm surrendered, I know that these I can trust that these desires that you are giving me, these thoughts, these are your thoughts. That this is your plan. And if it's not, Holy Spirit, convict me. When we lived a yielded life that says, hey, if I'm going away, 
if I'm going away that is not where you're leading me, if I'm outside of what it is that you're doing right now, reveal it to me. Give me the boldness. Give me the the ability to obey, the ability to, to pivot. And there's so many people that don't want to, they don't want, they want Jesus, the savior. They want God, the lover, but we don't want Jesus, Lord. We don't want to pivot. No, that part is so, is so critical. Girl, I don't even know. I mean, I literally don't even know what to say because I'm over here like, yes and amen. And the entire time that you're talking, because you talked about relinquishing control, you talked about the sovereignty of God, like that's powerful. Like literally meaning that God can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he want to do it, however he want to do it with whomever he want to do it with. Like, and you ain't got to say yes and amen. Like, He's going to be sovereign, right? And he's sovereign in his love, but he's so- sovereign also in his correction. Like you talked about the correction piece. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to think of, there was something else. You talked about striving. That's where I want to start, striving. Find somebody else to do it. Like literally find somebody else to do it. And they I'm will. And um, they will. And 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 they will. And that's what I have learned. Ooh, Holy Spirit. That's what I have learned. And when you learn that lesson, that they will find somebody else to do it, you can live free and not be bound to positions and titles and and opportunities that are not what God has called you to. And I I was just telling somebody, I, I had a conversation with the Lord at the beginning of this year. And in that conversation, he revealed to me that for so long, I had been living a title life. I was focused on titles. I was focused on what this title meant and for this title for validation and this title for being accepted and this title. I mean, literally all the things that you were saying. And I had surrounded my identity around titles. And let me be clear. These titles wasn't all that, but they were something to me. And he was like, yeah, 2023 is a titleless year for you. And I was just like, yes and yeah. amen. Because what I had run into was pure exhaustion. Mentally, emotionally, physically, I was a hot mess in 2022. Now, granted, I have grown. I have matured. I had released some things. But towards the end of the year, he was like, are you choosing me? Or are you choosing what other people want from you? Are you choosing to come away with me? Or are you choosing to stay in the titles and the positions that you felt have for so long validated who you are? Like, do you truly believe that you are what what I have said you are? Whether people see that, whether people acknowledge that, whether people... And it's been hard for me too, because I recall a very clear conversation I had this week about like, man, I'm so tired of this. They said this, or they didn't acknowledge that. And I literally find myself having to say, Back to myself, what did the Lord say this year was for you? It was a titleless year. Your title that you that you wear and that you wear proudly is daughter. Daughter, come on. Everything else is second. That has to reign and rule and take priority over every other title. It's not about the position. It's about literally who you are, who I've claimed you as, who I've declared you to be. Literally, you are daughter. You are daughter. Yeah. 
And so when the mess up comes or the correction comes and, and, and I'm shout out to uh, prophet Nigel, our brother um, was talking about this. And part of the reason why I was slain out and laid up on the floor, because these are things that the Lord and I had talked about, right? But when the mess up comes and the correction comes and the stripping comes and the shaking comes, which 2023 for both of us in our lives has been a year of tremendous shaking. The Lord been through here like a tsunami. Um, (laughs) But like literally what we were anchored to was our sonship in him. Yeah. And even though we were at different levels of that individually, um, God has literally been revealing to us and calling us higher into sonship and calling us higher into our proper positioning, not proper titles, not proper acknowledgments, not proper proper statuses, but literally calling us into proper positioning as a child, proper identity as a child. And so like when you talked about um, striving, yeah, it ain't happening over here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not happening because it, I was. Uh, huh, it's so hard to strive. There's no peace in striving. Mm-mm. There's no because what you're doing in striving is trying to prove something to people who really don't care whether or not you're you you meet their measures or standards or anything like that. Like you're, and they really don't care if you meet God's measures or standards. Facts. Facts. Okay. And so, and so a lot of times we're striving and sometimes it's not even approved to other people. Sometimes we're trying to prove something to ourselves. Yes, exactly. We, we have not taken God, allowed God to take us through a process um, where he has been able to reveal and prune and refine us. And we're trying to prove to ourselves that we can be X, Y, Z. And God's like, slow down, like just rest in me. Like, I'm what you need. Come on. I'm thinking of the prophetic word that the Lord, y'all, okay, I'm going to tell this. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it. So last last June, I was literally um, just, you know, did a pretty big transition in life. Um, and I was struggling a little bit because this is, it was a transition. It was... Um, from from a church, I'll just I'm just gonna throw it out there. It was a church that I have had served in, uh, loved, loved the leaders, loved the people, like love, love, love. And the Lord began a year before, just really kind of like doing a, a slow pulling away. Um, that hey, I need you to come away with me. Um, and I was struggling in that. I was struggling with the transition. I was struggling with like this is like my community, like where, like, where am I going to have relationship? You know, is, is the relationship dynamics going to change? And and they did. Um, and the Lord like literally began to speak over me. I actually wrote, sat down in my prayer time and I'm going to read this because what we're talking about right now um, just applies, but I wrote it. It says the spirit of the Lord says that it's not the time to repeat cycles cycles of dysfunction. It's not the time to walk, go halfway with him for it is the time to seek his face sincerely for some, for the first time in your life. He's calling his sons and daughters to the secret place with him. He's calling his sons and daughters to a place of repentance He's looking for ones that have made up in their mind that they want all of him. 
but also have made up in their mind that they will give him all of them. He wants to remind you that he is the potter and you are the clay. That he does the molding, he does the transforming, he does the forming, and he decides when the time has come for the finished product, he decides when it's time, he decides. And this was, there's so much more to this and I won't go into all of it, but this was something that the Lord repeatedly had to remind Jewel of last year, that we're not going to rush this process of healing. We're not going to rush. There's things that I'm still that even today, I was with my sisters earlier today and things were being brought up. We need to renounce this. We need to forgive here. We need to let go of of this lie that the enemy brought. We need to ask the Lord, ask Holy Spirit to reveal what it is and what spirit spoke this lie to me. And what is it that the Holy Spirit wants to replace? And we went through this process of just renouncing and, and just loving each other and walking through this process of identity and daughters, being a daughter of the most high being open to the pruning and and the the refinement that God wants to do in us. But that lesson of like, I'm doing the transforming in you. I'm doing the molding. This process belongs to me. Your destiny belongs to me. Your purpose belongs to me. Let me do it. Let me do it. Get away from the the title. Get away from the positions. Get away from all of these selfish ambitions and these, these things that you're searching after and come with me and let me do a work in you. Let me do something in you to develop you and mature you and build your character. And like God just began to literally sing. If I could read the whole thing, I'm not going to read it today because I'm going to put it in a book y'all. But, um, but literally began to like say like, Hey, I'm doing something here. Hey, just come spend time with me. Don't worry about that relationship that fell off. Don't worry about that environment that I had, that I pulled you out of. Don't worry about it. I got that. I got them. I got you rest in me. Spend time with me. Worship me. And like, it's been hard. It's been difficult. But God is in control. He's He's wants our trust and he wants our commitment to what he's doing in our lives. Yeah. No, that's so good. You said God is in control. And immediately I thought God is in love. God is in love with us. God is in love with who he has created because either he's creator and good and author or he's not. (laughs) So like he's in love with what he's created. It's like being like the way that you talk to and the way that you love on my nephew, Liam, like you, you created him, you co-created Liam, right? And you love him. And so you're proud of him. And when he does something, the way that you care for him and the way that you teach him and the way that you, you literally pour into him and the way that you look at him because you're proud of what he's doing. Like it's, it's either he's creator and author or he's not. Yeah. But he's so in, he's in control because he's in love with us. Right. He's in love with what he has produced. He's in love with what with the fruit that you are, that he has produced. Like you are the fruit and the evidence of God's love. Yeah. 
And so he's in love with us. It's not that he's trying to seek to control us or to manipulate us or anything like that, because control can sometimes have a, a, um, a negative connotation. And we don't, and that's not what we're saying, people. Please hear us. We're coming from a place of love and a place of tender direction and a place of leading and a place of teaching and a place of, of literally rearing. God rears us. We're his children. And a lot of times what God has been doing in this last couple of uh, years for both you and I is reparenting us. Yeah. 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 We have he's literally reparenting us um because he's the original creator. We were entrusted into our earthly parents, but he knew exactly the plans and the and the, the things that he had fashioned for us, like you talked about when we were yet in our mother's womb. Like he's literally been reparenting us, providing what we need, giving filling in the voids, healing the places, giving us insight. Like it's it's so beautiful. And so when we say that God is in control, he's really in love. He's really in love. Yeah. Whew. I'm like, Lord, wow. This has been really, 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 I feel like meaty. I feel like it's been really good. So let's, let's, let's recap real quick. Yeah. So we started out talking about honor and then we, we talked about what it means to honor and and repenting about not honoring, but then what it means to let go of our ego. And, and in that, we've talked about one coming under the authority of God's love and that he loves us and that we are loved by him. Um, and then also understanding our, our identity as sons um, of God and, and walking in that sonship and allowing his love to literally um, position us and posture us into sonship. And then the other thing that we started talking about too, that we named earlier, I think was like the authority piece. Like, what does it mean to walk in that authority? Because you've been identified, you've been identified as a love, as love and identified as a son. And then like, what does it mean to walk in the authority? I think that that's something that we kind of touched on. And I think that like, we talked about that too, about abiding, right? And being transformed and literally walking in that. And I thought about it too, like practically, what does it mean to abide? And so when we start our day, um, starting out with like, Lord, <laughs> like I'm real honest with the Lord. Some days I wake up and I'm like, good morning, Jesus. And other <laughs> days I'm like, oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. It's Thursday. Um, <laughs> like literally, but being honest in that, because some days I truly do feel like, Lord, it's Thursday. And I don't know how we're going to make it through this day, but thank you um, for the day. But um, literally having those real conversations with God. And I know something that I've been practically trying to do is to profess over myself, like, Lord, I am a yielded vessel to you. Yeah. Lord, have your way in my mind, my heart, and my soul. Um, I literally live where I work. And by the time that I walk from my apartment up into my office on the third floor, I have literally said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable Acceptable in your your sight. Oh Lord, my strength, my rock, and my redeemer, because I need all three. Yes. Come on somebody. I need all three. Hallelujah. Um, But literally speaking forth what I need. Um, speaking forth what has already been provided in the word and reminding myself that it's available to me. Like sometimes I feel like the authority is not even in the fact that we don't know what to do, but we don't do what we're supposed to do. 
we don't, we don't, we're not being right. We're not being the authoritative um, person that we've been called to be. We're not walking in that authority. And so then we don't get the benefits of the authority that's been given to us. If you don't, if you ain't going to walk in it, yeah. it's not just going to sit on the sideline. It means nothing for me to be a licensed professional counselor and not counsel. Like it, it, it doesn't mean anything if I'm not going to walk in the authority that has been granted to me, uh-huh. that someone has validated for me and said, son, uh, daughter, no, I've given you the authority. I was I was at a game night. <laughs> I was at a game night the other night and um, I was trying to describe uh, this. We were playing taboo or catchphrase or something. And I was trying to describe something. And the, literally, the scripture was, I've given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions. Literally. And I said that so clearly. And, and it's the same thing. I've given you everything that you... I've given you the keys to walk in the authority that I've called you to walk into. I've given you the power. I've given you the knowledge. I've given you the access. I've opened up the way. I've literally made rivers in the desert. I've literally taken you through the valley. I've literally held you up on the mountaintop. I've literally opened up the way for you to walk in the authority. But if you choose not to walk in it. Yeah. It's kind of null and void. void. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's also like, we don't know the protocols of of really living by the spirit and partnering with Jesus Christ to walk into the, in the authority. That's so and good. So, taking responsibility for and allowing and inviting the spirit of God full access to us. Like he's here, he's available, but not just the access, but also the rights and the placement to lead and guide us to rest, rule and abide in us every single day. Like, so like, I remember one time I was thinking about this and I had like just this, this idea of like, could you imagine if there was somebody that was just, elected mayor in a town. So like, let's take Jeffertucky. We don't have a mayor, but if we did, like somebody is elected. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When, since when ain't Jefferson had a mayor? Do we have a mayor? Oh Lord. Yes. Amen. And Jefferson? I don't know. Oh Lord. Wow. I think so. I believe. I'm not sure. But anyways, um, can you imagine like somebody being elected, voted in, in the highest authority of that town, let's say it's the mayor. And then that person's um, supposed to be mayor, but they never get sworn in or given access or authority to, to actually govern the happenings in that town. So they're there, they're ready, able, and educated and equipped to do their job, but they have no access or rights to the business and governance of the town. They don't have keys to the office. They don't have keys to the buildings they need access to. They can't uh, fire folks. They can't demote folks. They can't hire. They no can't do authority they, at all. They Lord. can't do their job, right? And a lot of times that is what happens with the Holy Spirit. He's here. He was sent on earth to be our helper. He was sent on earth to be our earthly advocate. He was sent to lead us, to guide us, come on, to provide a level of protection to us on earth directly from the heavenly realm on direct orders and assignment for us, but we never give them full access and we never relinquish our control and governance of our own life. And we don't fill ourselves with him. And so we walk around in a lot of what we talked about tonight, that striving, we walk around dry, we walk around empty, we walk around, you know, struggling through life because we don't, 
We might know that Holy Spirit is here, but we don't ever accept and give him permission to rest, rule, and abide in us. And that's what you were talking about earlier when it was like when you pray out loud and you partner with the word of God, that's another thing. We don't we need to get in our word <laughs> as people. <laughs> because get in the word. If you get don't in know the word. The word then you can't speak the word. If you don't know the word, you can't speak the word. So you were able to say that scripture and partner with the word of God because you know the word, you know the book, right? And I one of the biggest things too, like in my walk with the Lord that I'm always asking because our hearts are, they're susceptible to, to some things. And I ask like often, like David, God created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Search me, search my heart. If there's any crooked way, if there's any way inside of me that's not pleasing to you, God, go ahead and and do what you need to do and lead me in the way of everlasting. Like that is praying the word is just what you were talking about. And that's it's so needed, it's so necessary, and it's so powerful. And that's how we abide. That's how we we learn yeah. to to live a life of honor, honoring God first honoring, learning to honor who it is that he's called us to be and created us to be in the earth. And then in turn, once we understand how to honor God effectively and correctly, we then know how to honor each other. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, And I kind of want to pivot and and we'll stop and pivot right now that even if you find yourself as you've been listening to this and you recognize that you have not been honoring God, that you have not been honoring yourself, you have literally tuned into the right place because I believe that God truly wanted you to hear what we talked about tonight. I believe that God truly wanted to meet you here so that at, at whatever point you listen to this and you tune into this, like this is a moment in which you can pause and and repent. This is a moment in which you can pause and, and get back in alignment with honoring God and, and, and honoring who he has called you to be so that you can therefore honor and steward what he's giving you to honor. Um, I'm sorry, giving you to steward. And so I just want to pray really quick and jump into um, but Father God, we thank you right now that you are so intentional, God. We thank you that you are so purposeful, God, that you that you do not literally leave us out here um, just wa- uh, walking around. But Father God, you have stopped this moment, God. You have stopped this moment because you care for us and you love us, God, to call us into you, Father, God, to call us back to you, Father. And so I thank you that my brother and my sister, God, as we're listening to this, Lord God, we repent right now, God. We ask, Father, Lord God, that you would continue to search our hearts, search our minds, Lord God, search our souls, God, search our thoughts, Lord God, search our actions, Lord God, and our behaviors, Father God, and that when you find things, because it's a guarantee that you will find things, God, because we are imperfect people, God, but you don't care about us being imperfect, God. You are a perfect God who called imperfect people, God. So as you are searching and you are finding, God, ways in us and actions in us and thought processes in us, oh God, and words and things that we keep repeating to ourselves, Father God, Lord, I thank you that you will begin to reign over us, Father. I thank you that you're not only reigning as Lord, but you're reigning down on us. You're allowing us to be washed in your 
presence, Father God. You're allowing us to be washed, Father God, in your word, God. You're allowing us to be washed and transformed in your love, Father God. And so, Lord, we thank you that you stopped tonight, God, on a Friday night, God, to see about your children, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you stopped on a Friday night, Father God, to uplift us, God, and to call us back into a proper place with you, God, into a proper hot posture with you, Father God. And so, Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you, Holy Spirit. We say thank you for every ear that will hear God, for every eye that will be opened, Father God, for every heart that will be convicted, Lord God, and will come back running to you, God. We say thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. God, we thank you for your correction. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you for your consistent presence in our lives, God. We thank you that you will never leave us, never forsake us, God. Never turn your back on us, Father God. We thank you that you reign supreme and sovereign in our lives, God. We thank you that you are Lord over our lives, Father God, and we honor you. We honor you, God, for there is nobody like you. You are the creator. You are the original manufacturer, God. You are the one who created us with such a beautiful and intentional purpose, God. And so we honor you. We say thank you. We trust you, Father. We place our will, our desires, our ambitions, our thoughts, our wants, God, our faults, God, our mistakes, Lord, God, our hills, our mountains, our valleys, God. We place everything in your hand, God. We place the uncomfortability of this season, God. We place the uncomfortability of the choices that we have to make, Father God. We thank you that we can place it all in your hands, God, and that we can place ourselves in your hands and abide in you, Father. That's what you want. You want us. You want us. And so, Lord, we give you ourselves. And where we don't know how, we thank you that we can pray this simple prayer. Holy Spirit, teach me. Teach me. Show me. Lead me. Guide me. Help me to surrender and to submit myself into the hands of the Father. And we thank you that when we pray that simple prayer, and when we utter those words from a sincere place in our hearts, God, that you will meet us and that you will come see about us and that you will answer us and that you will show yourself present, God, in the midst of every circumstance, in the midst of every situation, in the midst of every decision, Father God, we thank you that you will meet us. And Father God, I even pray in this moment that every word that has been spoken over someone's life that is not in alignment with your word, that is not in alignment with your heart towards them, that is not in alignment, Father God, with what you think about them, Father. I thank you right now that you are releasing them from the bondage that has, that has kept them tied up in that word, from the thought processes that have kept them worried, God, I receive this for myself, God, for the thought process that have kept them worried and consumed, God, and so distracted that they couldn't even receive the refreshing of your word, God. I thank you that you are breaking it now, God, in the right name of now, Jesus. Right now, in the mighty name of I Jesus. I thank you that you are breaking it now. The word curses are broken, Father. I thank you that you are uplifting the lies and the deception of the enemy, Father. I thank you in the name of Jesus that you are replacing their thoughts, Lord God, with your thoughts, Lord 
God, that you are whispering into them, God, and that there it's not even always going to be a whisper, God. Somebody needs you to shout from the mountaintops about how much you love them, Father God. They need to hear, God. And so I thank you that you will place people in their pathway who have the sincerity and the purity of your heart, God, to speak to where they are right now, God, that they will begin to replace the words that, that have been spoken over them, God, with what you think about them, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. So I thank you that chains are broken. I thank you that lies are turning into truth, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that there's an exchange happening, Lord God. Lord, we have to sometimes give you the thoughts that we've been thinking. We have to sometimes give you the things that we've been holding on to that have determined who we would be and how we would show up, God. And I thank you that you are eliminating the barriers, that you are eliminating the lies, that you are eliminating the eliminating the limiting thoughts, Father God, that we have held onto for so long, Father. So rain down on us, refresh us, breathe into God, breathe on your people. Breathe on your people. Breathe on your people, God. Breathe on your people, God. Breathe on your people, Father, and we thank you for your breath. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we said when we um, had the plan for this, for the podcast, that one of these days we were just going to get on here and just pray and just let the Holy Spirit do what he do. So, um, yeah, that was so good. So good. Thank you, Jess, for just praying and, you know, following the leading of the Spirit. This is, we told the Lord, this is his space. This is his thing. And he He has us and, and we going to follow and be obedient as he yeah. speaks. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Absolutely. thank you guys for tuning in. We're so happy to be back with you guys. Yes. Yes, and we're working on some things too because we know that um, a lot of people have reached out and stuff and just wanted more um, community and just the ability to talk through some of these episodes that that we're putting out there and just really talking through, um, you know, what stuck out to you and, and all of that. And so we've been getting text messages and, and, the, and the Facebook messages and all of that. And we love the feedback, but we're going to put something together so that we can just really begin keeping those conversations going and just really being in relationship and community with those that are listening and, and tuning in and, and just building community community. Um, and so we thank you. We love you guys. Make sure that that you follow. If you know anyone, we are looking for somebody to manage. This is how you do on social media platform. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just child, I ain't got the time. Um, <laughs> and so Find somebody else to do it. Yeah. So um, if you know somebody, please send them our way. We are looking for that. Um, but we love you guys. We love you so much. And listen, I always say with Jesus, we got this. Okay. Yes. Um, and so we love you. You and take care. Thank you for my miracle. Hey, hey. Uh, thank you for the blessing, Lord. Hey, hey. Thank you for my miracle. Mm. Thank you for my blessing, Lord. All right. Love y'all. We'll see All y'all right. next time. <laughs> Bye.